welcome to Glitching the Code. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com and you'll be listening to this on Spotify and iTunes, hopefully checking this out on YouTube, BitChute and Library and we're on all the other ones because today we're talking about Trump being banned from all of these places and the fact that these places actually helped Trump get there in the first place and a lot of people are not talking about that. So that's very interesting and that's why I wanted to bring on my good friend Neil Sanders who I've not spoken to since June I've just seen today. June, mate, last year. So... It's uh, fascinating to have you on. Sat in the living room on lockdown. (laughs) It does, isn't it? It's the same day as June last year. It doesn't matter, mate. I've probably got the same pants on. It's um, so... Basically, Neil, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to back on. It's really nice to speak to you. We had a lovely long chat the other day as well, and it's been really great to get to know you over the last few years. And I love the fact that we don't agree on on all things, but we chat and we um, have mutual respect for each other, and I really like that. that's That's something that I think this this whatever you want to call it movement or whatever could could look at because um you've done extensive work on cambridge analytica and how they got trump in in the first place and and the heritage foundation the cmp and you were the one of the very few people speaking about this early a few years back and now the tides turned on trump apparently what do you think is going on here because he's been used he's got social media was used to get him in and now he's yeah. being made to be the uh, kind of uh, the one who's being bullied by social media, and is the narrative switched? How do you? What's going on here, Neil? Well, I mean, this this is basically we were having a bit of a chat about this before because uh, has he been censored? Not really. I mean, he's the president of the United States when he was kicked off Twitter. He could have gone to any single news media outlet in the world, and they'd have happily done an interview with him. He could have used the White House press corps to do just a a speech he could have done any of these things so it's not like he was completely memory hold he was kicked off twitter now personally i don't agree with um censorship like that i I just find it very distasteful there is an argument that it works because there's certain personalities that were very very big on twitter and their entire sort of you know career was based off twitter they've they've been taken off deplatformed so to speak and um they're now just non-entities um with other people, for example, say Infowars, what it does is it drives them to the Infowars app, and it probably is has increased, um, uh, uh, like you know, driving uh, uh, people looking at Infowars. The other thing is it basically creates an echo chamber, right? Yeah. And if the whole point of the purpose of banning these people is to get the truth out there, which you know it's not, but we'll come on to the real reason in a second. But that's defeats its own purpose because all you're doing is you're creating this echo chamber and coalescing these groups and basically saying you know there's that thing that goes around like basically oh if it's banned it must be true or if it's not on youtube it must be true and it's like really because they get rid of child porn and that's i kind of suggest that child porn is the truth and i know that's not what you mean but like yeah like that's I know a bit of an although twitter sometimes doesn't apparently well of course it would be yes ridiculous but that's what it what it does it creates this black or white thing where basically if they say this then the opposite must be true and it's not uh, ever as clear cut with that what i really object to and why i think that um donald trump was uh kicked off twitter was because he's 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 hitting their bottom line right they were perfectly happy to have trump on there they're perfectly happy to have anybody on there in fact they want trump on twitter why because he drives people to twitter Loads of people were were following Trump because, 
what's this maniac going to say today? What's going to be hilarious that he's going to say today? And Twitter knows that. The whole point of Twitter is to get you on there so that they can make advertising revenue and uh, and revenue in other ways. And so this is what gets my goat about it, is that when they do kick somebody off Twitter, they'll pretend that it's a moral thing. Oh, well, we can't have the, the president spreading lies. It's like... This is what he's done. He's, he's not changed tactics over yeah. the last four years. He's not done anything different. You've just got to the point where you realise he's not going to be president anymore, may well get impeached again, and it's damaging to the brand of Twitter. That's the point. They don't care. They want controversy on there. They want people to be uh, causing arguments and debates and disputes, and they want that traffic. What they don't want is a figure that has been demonised to the point in the mainstream press, rightly or wrongly, um, that will hit their their um, their profitability by tarnishing their brand. So basically, it's white like at a very extreme view. Basically, you know, oh, there's Nazis on here or there's child porn on there. They get rid of that. Not because they don't really what they don't care. They don't care what the content is, right? Yeah. Okay. They get rid of that because that tarnishes their brand, and other users don't want to be associated with Twitter if it has this content on it. And that's why they've got rid of Trump uh, from Twitter. It, it's nothing to do with um, the moral high ground or doing what's right or protecting the public from lies because they're really not interested in that. They're interested in presenting a uh, profitable public image uh, and a public relations image. And so that's why they've now deigned to to remove Trump from Twitter. And it's just, it's it's ridiculous, basically. But I don't buy the argument, the, the broader argument that, you know, Silicon Valley has got it in for Trump because it's, if it wasn't for Silicon Valley, if it wasn't for Facebook, hmm. if it wasn't for, um, well, specifically Facebook, really, <laughs> he wouldn't be the president because it was via the ads on Facebook and the quizzes on Facebook that the company Cambridge Analytica managed to... Um, create the slogans and create the idea of the character. The, 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 essentially what they do, and we're going to come back to this phrase a few times, but the, the, the best way to explain it is what companies like Cambridge Analytica do is they study you. They study your data. They look at, uh, at you online, look at your interactions and your likes and your dislikes, and they figure out what it is that you like. They figure out what you hate and they figure out what's going to make you angry and they figure out what is going to, for, for want of a better word, trigger you. Then, once they've got all that information and they know more about you, they'll feed you narratives, stories, memes, personalities that they know will appeal to you and that they know that the information that they give will not only appeal to you in a specific way, but, but it will resonate with you. It will resonate with you and you'll take it to be real because this confirms your worldview. The third part of this is they then get you to spread this information as if it's fact. And in order to do that, they'll use a series of things like bots uh, and sock puppet accounts to sort of, you know, build your confidence, get you a bit of an audience, get you a bit of a following and a friendship group. You know, all that lovely cult stuff surround you with people that tell you exactly how the world is, what your position is uh, in it and what's right and wrong. 
And by that, they've basically, they've manipulated you. They've watched you, they've studied you, they've discovered what it is that they can do to uh, direct you in a particular way. And then they've encouraged that. And this, this sort of ties in with the concept of, of social media, where basically everybody's their own hero. On social media, do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, it's not social media anymore, it's your news channel. Yeah. Like, and your job is to, well, the identity, should you choose to accept it, is that you're going to spread this truth. And that's not a criticism, because basically this is the cruel aspect of all these manipulation programs, is that they uh, they focus on Q. We're going to talk about Q in a bit, right? Okay? And Q is like the zenith of this, right? It's focusing on people who want to be good. It's focused on people that want to up, uh, that root out corruption and root out paedophilia mm -hmm. and, and root out um, the wrongs of the world and make the world right. People that are, uh, think of themselves as patriots and want to be heroes. The, these are good people or people with good intentions that have been manipulated in a way. And that's the same thing with this. It's basically nobody, nobody thinks, even the worst um you know, card-carrying neo-Nazi or mentalist, um, uh, Marxist uh, uh, um, agitator, they don't think they're the bad guy. None of them think they're the bad guy, right? They think that whatever they're doing, however bad, is justified because the enemy is worse. And that is how this information can, can, can change you, because basically it tells you what's right and what's wrong and how to fight against it. And the problem is that this information isn't true. It's just not true, but it appeals to you. And why does it appeal to you? Because they know, they've told you exactly what you want to hear. It ticks all the right boxes, like Pizzagate or Wayfair or something like that, right? Okay. Well, this stuff that comes along recently and it's like, it's too good to be true. Some people look at it and go, it's tick this box, it's tick this box, it's tick this box, it's tick this box, it's tick this box. It must be real. And it's like, no, they, it's tick those boxes because they know that those boxes are the things that you're going to go, oh, it's, it's going to resonate with you. It's going to uh, remind you of real cases and it's going to draw you in. And the horrific th type thing about all of these, these misinformation and disinformation programs, right, is two things. One, it, it, as, as we said, it takes good people down uh, a very dark path sometimes yeah. to the point where they're doing stuff that they don't even realize is horrible in a number of ways, either politically or physically or like ideologically, because they think they're doing the right thing. Uh, and, so, and the second thing is that it moves people away from the real stuff. When you're looking at kids being shipped by Wayfair because you know that institution of paedophilia is a thing and you know that ch uh, child trafficking is a thing and you know that there's corruption in big business and you know the tick, 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 tick. Whilst you're focused on this, you know all those things that you know exist, you're not looking at those because you're looking at this, this thing that has been marketed to you. It's been, it's been perfectly designed to 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 appeal to you like this is people seem to forget this this is the point of advertising this is how advertising works it, it's basically appealing to you and trying to sort of get into your subconscious and make you go oh i like this why don't know don't know i don't know why i like this i just do this person just connects with me and it's like 
there's a con going on there somewhere. There's definitely a, a con going on. I mean, sorry, just because we've gone all over the place. Over, but with regards to Facebook, I mean, at the minute, basically, like Carol Cadwallader, who is one of the people who was um, uh, the sort of, you know, investigators in Cambridge Analytica, she's been sort of, if you go on her Twitter, there are investigations into Facebook where basically Facebook, they knew that the stories that were promoted by the Trump campaign, by the official campaign, both in 2016, um, before that, and right up until the, the, the most recent election, they knew they were false. They absolutely knew that they were false, but they allowed them to stay on. Why? Same thing. Facebook gets revenue. Yeah. Facebook gets money from you being on there, clicking on it, looking at it. Right? Okay. Aside from the fact that basically, you know, they can harvest your data in a number of ways. But basically, that's why... They, they allowed it because they have no moral compass, no moral guidance. They don't care. It's corporate. It's all for profit. And, and basically, that's if it wasn't for Facebook, Donald Trump wouldn't be in. And and this is for why, right? This is what people, some people have said, why do you care about Cambridge Analytica? You, you, you're banging on, it's like years ago, they don't even exist anymore. You're flogging a dead horse. You know, cute, right? You could say that basically Q is the image of Donald Trump turned up to 11, yeah? yeah? Right? Okay, it's Trump as superhero behind the scenes, as James Bond, right? D rescuing children from caverns under the ocean or whatever that crap was, right? Okay. Or, if you look at it the other way, Donald Trump is Q dialed down to two, mm. right? Because this is, this is the point, right? Okay, all this crap about Donald Trump being benevolent or being against the deep state or being anti-war, it's not true. It's a marketed character that they, that, that they knew would appeal to a certain swathe of people because they harvested your data and they figured out what would appeal to you. I mean, they admitted that basically drain the swamp, build the wall, lock her up, and the concept of fighting against the deep state were created as political slogans by Cambridge Analytica in 2014. The one that gets me, right? Weren't they, sorry, weren't they Neil for someone else? Weren't they for Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz. Yeah, from Buterman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ted, Ted Cruz was going to be the candidate because basically he's everything that the Heritage Foundation, which is where Robert Mercer, who is the chief financier of um, Cambridge Analytica, along with Steve Bannon, this is the think tank that they're attached to. And basically they wanted to use this mechanism, this weapon of MI5, um, the the Cambridge Analytica SCL, which we'll come on to like the history of it in a minute. Like, yep. um, basically, they wanted to, to use that to, in order to sell a candidate. And the, the two main things of Cambridge Analytica, uh, the two main campaigns that they were involved with was the uh, campaign to leave Europe and the campaign to get Donald Trump elected. They were also involved in Bolsonaro's election and Modi's election, uh, the election of Viktor Orban and the promotion of... Um, Oh, the, his name's just escaped from my greasy-looking Italian bloke with the the, the, the silly little tash, um, far-right guy from La Liga. Um, to Matteo, Matteo, uh, I, I forget his name, but everyone knows who he is. Um, so basically, they're pushing the, these particular uh, candidates. And, and this was the thing, for example, the creation of the idea, the image that Donald Trump is a benevolent 
man of the people. It's just not true. Everything that is in his history shows that he's mobbed up, he's corrupt. Uh, he was probably involved in human trafficking through his modelling agency. He's friends with numerous paedophiles like Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Roy Cohn. Uh, he was mentored by Roy Cohn, for crying out loud. Um, like, it... He's, he's just completely corrupted. The first thing that he did was give the very, very elitist uh, and richest people in America, including himself, including himself and all his family's businesses, a 25% tax cut. So when people say, he didn't take a salary, you know. he What a good man, he didn't take a salary. He's just given himself billions of dollars. Yeah. Like, with the stroke of a pen, he doesn't need that, that tiny amount. Like, in comparison... And then the other thing that gets me is this concept that basically Donald Trump is anti-war or there's a meme that goes around that says basically like only only president in God knows how long that hasn't started a war. And it's like, yeah, except for the trade war with China and except for the sanctions war, which killed millions of, of civilians in Iran, and except for all the weapons that he sold to Yemen. Oh, and of course, he did bomb Syria with the Moab. Oh, and he did increase drone strikes. You know, Obama was mental with drone strikes. Do Donald Trump increased drone strikes by about tenfold. Like, he, he put more troops overseas than any president ever. He, he basically increased, they're still at war with seven countries, we just don't talk about it. He also um, made it perfectly legal um, for civilian deaths or collateral damage, it no longer is reported. So basically if a US Marine happen, or a drone strike happens to kill like a wedding in Pakistan or something like that, whereas we would have heard about that before under Obama, okay, uh, not to, um, uh, not to uh, you know, get, he, give, get him off the hook because he's a monster as well, but we won't even hear about that now. And so this is just nonsense. All of this, 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 this is a constructed image. All of this is, is just is, is just crazy. Um, I mean, essentially, like Billy Ray Valentine said this, and I think he's, he, he hit the nail on the head, and, and you, you further elaborated on this, that he's being a, a wrestling character. He's being a heel. He, what I didn't, like, I, I didn't know quite the extent that the McMahons from the WWE were actually employed as part of his campaign. And that's what he's doing. He's selling this image. You you, you said it's, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's absolutely right. Exactly. Um, is, yeah. He's Stone Cold Steve Austin. They, they've taken the character Stone Cold Steve Austin, the guy that's against the boss, the big boss, mm -hmm. the man of the people, and they've just put it on him. And as you say, they, they had this all lined up for Ted Cruz, including the catchphrases. So, guys, if you listen, think of this as a WWE character. They come with a drawing, a sketch of what they'll be wearing, of the characteristics and their catchphrases, and they try them out on different wrestlers and see which one fits they'll go that guy could fit really well with this character they've gone trump probably do this better than ted cruz this character that's exactly what, and that's exactly what it's happened here is they've gone fact, and given him the character instead of ted cruz because he was he's a better promo guy well it, it's slightly um more more twisted than that but but it's, it's okay. that but there's an extra chapter on it this was revealed when um, when WikiLeaks hacked um, the the emails and all that crap came out about Podesta and, and Anthony Weiner and none of it was quite as true as people said. Anthony Weiner was sexing that girl, but there was no child porn on there. Uh, the the Pizzagate stuff was all 
rubbish like but there was one thing that came out of there that was absolutely gold and everybody just ignored it basically what had happened was the hillary clinton campaign had seen that donald trump was going to be a candidate Donald Trump was going to be a candidate because he wanted to promote his television studio. He was going to create a television channel um, news sort of network. Um, and the, the, the whole premise of this was it was going to be like a sort of uh, a Fox in between Fox News and Infowars. So yeah. almost basically what, what American network is. Um, and um, he was going to run that and pitch it on. Oh, the election was clearly stolen from me. No way Hillary won the election. Um, so that, that was what he was going to do. And then basically what happened was the Clinton campaign illegally pretended to be the Republican Party. And they ran a series of adverts in like swing states and stuff like that, saying Donald Trump is the candidate. Donald Trump is going to be the, the candidate. And they gave him loads and loads of free press, mistakenly thinking that Donald Trump is a buffoon and people won't take him seriously and Hillary Clinton uh, can beat him. And they, they sort of like, they missed the fact that basically Hillary Clinton is like the charisma of a lump of shit. Yes, everybody, like, yeah. She's, yeah. Like everybody hates that woman. Yeah. She's and oh, with good cause. Like mm. you know, the, the, she's again a total, total monster. Um, a lot of the stuff like and this is amusing. Busy. I saw someone talking about Frazzle Drip today, right? Okay, you know that's a purported video that's actually like a, a menu from a, uh, a an Indian, Indian restaurant. Right, this is it's new to right. me. Right, it's a video that purports to show um, Abadie, Humine and Hillary Clinton murdering a girl. And it doesn't. What? It's there's, there's nothing in this video. Right, OK. It's it's a couple of stills that were actually taken from an Indian restaurant or a yoga class. I forget which one. Like, internet thing. And right. they've just, they just mashed it together. And then there's a picture of what purports to be this tortured little girl. Right. And she's blonde and she's had she, she's all messed up. And everyone says, oh, this is the girl that, that Hillary Clinton um, murdered. It's like, that's the album of a metal cover. Yeah. It's a death metal band. And it's a very famous photo of this woman that was mauled to death by her dog. Uh, yeah, um, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, this is all just nonsense and bollocks. But basically what, what was true was that they pushed for Donald Trump to be the candidate. So they, they said, like, you know, they pretended, they did a false flag, if you like. Yeah. They pretended to be the Republican Party, got Donald Trump loads and loads of press. And... In the meantime, Robert Mercer and Steve Bannon of the Heritage Foundation and Breitbart, they uh, had been meeting up with Nigel Oakes, uh, who ran this, this psyops company called SCL, and they decided to make Cambridge Analytica. They'd already been doing the Brexit campaign, um, and they were looking to use it for, for Ted Cruz. They saw that, um, that Trump was basically just getting so much publicity, publicity that you just could not buy. And Bannon and Mercer appealed to the Heritage Foundation to change the candidate from Ted Cruz and, and all those slogans, drain the swamp, lock her up, uh, build the wall, the deep state, they're all transferred to Trump on the understanding that he did, an in, uh, he did an audition in front of the Heritage Foundation and later in front of the Council for National Policy to basically say to them, yeah, I'll play ball. Because this is the point. They, they, these are Christian right-wing conservative organisations. Yeah. Famous Trump's been a Democrat for the majority of his life um, and then decided to become a Republican because, I don't know, I've no idea, to be quite honest. But um, 
but they, they didn't really believe him because of his stance on, they didn't believe he's, he was a Christian, they didn't believe his stance on abortion was particularly strong, they didn't believe his, his stance on uh, um, LGBT um, issues was, was very strong. And so basically this is, yeah, you can be the candidate, but you've got to do what we tell you. And they gave him a policy document called the Mandate for Leadership, which basically contained 2,000 policies that were directly written by the Heritage Foundation. Uh, they gave this to Donald Trump. First thing that he did when he when he um, entered was um, give the people a, a 25% tax cut, which was in the policy for uh, a Mandate for Leadership. Uh, he then rolled back environmental protections. He then rolled back corporate oversight. He then rolled back workers' rights. He rolled back environmental protections to the point where in America now you can pump cancer-causing uh, chemicals directly into reservoirs that will become drinking water. He also basically said that like um, a lot, a lot of sort of native land and. Um, Areas of natural beauty, like no, we'll just tear those down. We'll just like we'll just destroy them. There was there was uh, various bits. Of, I think it was Monument Park that he basically says, yeah, you yeah, drill, drill it, frack it, frack it to bits. And then this is again because basically like the the connection of of the Heritage Foundation, the people that back Trump, is that they are essentially um, this is a bit of an oversimplification, but it's the oil. Uh, industry and the fossil fuel industry and to a degree big farmer as well although again people like this idea that he's actually against big farmer which is nonsense because he's given them so many yeah. uh, again tax cuts <clears throat> and, and breaks and stuff like that uh, and um yeah so this and you, is and you know what people will be saying at that point they'll be saying well he took the money away from the world health organization which he didn't he rerouted the money through gavi mm -hmm. he rerouted yeah. the money into the same coffers but for gavi yeah. and he used the taking the money away from the who as a publicity stunt as he was trying to be popular so they realized that the who were very unpopular bill gates was very unpopular at that point and he still yeah. is so, but then he just took the money out changed the name on the check and gave it to gavi yeah. and gavi's was founded by who bill gates it, it, well, this it, is this thing. is the thing is it's always a, a shuffle of the cards it's the same thing isn't it but it's probably, again, that's a public relations exercise, isn't it? Yeah. Because basically, as you say, when you look into it and you actually go, hang on, no, he's not. He's just done, he's just taken, a, he's taken two rights rather than going straight. Yeah. Like, um, then it, it, it defeats it. But but that's the entire purpose, isn't it? Of, of It's like with Brexit and Nigel Farage and the fishing, like how fishing became such a massive thing. Uh, and... And basically, the irony of that was that Nigel Farage was a, was the MEP that could have changed that. What? Let me explain what the, the the deal is with the fishery, because basically the the concept is with Brexit that the the EU destroyed the English fishing industry because basically it allows foreign boats to come into our waters and and uh, ship, and that's not true. What actually is the case? What's what's wrong with the the fishing industry in the UK is that we're the only country, or we were the only country in the EU that was that said can we sell our plots of, of fishing land so to speak to other countries and they said well yeah if you really want to I don't see why you'd want to it's brilliant and the reason that they do that is because there's essentially four companies that control uh, the majority of the fishing industry in uh, like mega companies. One of them is Andrew Marr. You know the news read, the news guy mm -hmm. is his family, which is why you never hear this discussed on the Andrew Marr show, like which is a political show in the UK. Um, 
So basically what happens is these four people, they, they sell these plots of land to the highest bidder, the plots of sea to the highest bidder. So rather than going to, the, say, the Cornish fishermen or wherever um, and offering them the tender to, to fish this plot of land, they sell it. They sell it to French and Spanish fishermen. Yeah. And and that is the reason. It's nothing to do with the EU. It was to do with British law. Um, and here's the, the ironic thing is that Nigel Farage had at least four opportunities where he could have just revoked that. He could have gone to the European uh, Parliament and changed that. He had the power to do it. And he didn't because he's a grifter that's just after money. And now, basically, you know, the... the um, the, um, the the fishing industry is knackered. In fact, basically everything that, was, that basically with the, this time last year was oh this is project fear. It's not going to stop imports or exports. It's not going to cause any problems in Ireland. It's not going to mess up the fishing industry. It's not going to destroy small businesses. That is all project fear. Guess what? It was all true. Yeah. Right, because the entire point of Brexit and it's connected with Cambridge Analytica. We'll explain this, and we've explained this at the origins of Cambridge Analytica. Some people won't know, but the point of the point of the Brexit campaign, very simply, was to go out on no deal. Right, it was to go out on no deal by creating this. Um, uh, fear and hatred of the EU and this belief in the exceptionalism of the UK and for some reason everyone again believed people like Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, and, and these and Michael Gove and people that basically you would you wouldn't believe you wouldn't trust them to to sit on a toilet the right way around right okay these are these are people that that, that like why are you listening to them but basically they're all connected through the IEA, the Institute for Economic Affairs, which is a heritage foundation offshoot, and the IFT, the Institute for Financial, uh, the I, I forget what it's called, but basically, um, the, uh, Institute for Financial Trade and the ERG. These are all connected to the Heritage Foundation and also the Bruges Group uh, and the Montpellier Society and all these think tanks, Turning Point UK, they're all connected to Coke Industries and the Heritage Foundation. And basically what they did was um, they um, uh, created this um, uh, this scenario where everybody just wanted uh, to leave. No, no questions answered. And the point was so that we would be in this, a position whereby the trade deal with America was the only option that we had. Okay. Right. Yeah. That, that was the kind of the point. Cambridge Analytica is connected to the Heritage Foundation. The point was this was going to be Trump's legacy. This was going to essentially um, be the thing that his great big victory because he was never getting that wall bill. Um, so and the problem was that he lost the election. And, and what was the chief point of this trade deal? The chief point of the trade deal was twofold. Introduce uh, American FDA rules for food and for um, medicine, which would significantly lower the quality um, and the need for labeling things like cancer causing chemicals and stuff like that, because, you know, they, they don't worry about stuff like that in America. Um, uh, so it was to do that and then to privatize the NHS. Yeah. And and this this is basically because the, the Heritage Foundation through again these these think tanks including the Adam Smith Institute 
everything about British industry, British oil, British electricity, British airways, like, um, you know, Amersham International, British steel, British trading, all of those, every single industry in the British Isles was privatised under the Thatcher regime by the Adam Smith Institute, which is basically the Heritage Foundation as part of their Reagan thing. And by the way, the Heritage Foundation also basically backed Reagan. Uh, all of that was the, 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 from the policy booklet, the mandate for leadership again. Um, and what they wanted to do was, was in, with regard to Brexit, was put the UK in a position where uh, f um, they had no option but to privatise the NHS. Now, ironically, uh, they they don't need it, and they realised that they didn't need Trump anymore about sort of June last year, probably about the last time we spoke. And so why is that? It's like because we've got a pandemic. We we have another way of crushing the NHS, like drawing it, like, you know, razor thin, just like making it, just really stretching it to the point where basically it can't cope. And the only option that we're going to be presented with mm. is, well, well, I mean, I've got some American mates that run, pro maybe they could, you know, on a temporary basis, maybe they could come in and help you out, take up the slack, maybe. And that, that, so that's the reason. So they don't need that trade deal anymore. They've got a new mechanism to privatise the NHS. And it's ironic that yesterday, yesterday, the Institute for Economic Affairs, which is, again, this Heritage Foundation offshoot, basically said, oh, the NHS has been rubbish during the pandemic. I don't know why we're saying that they've been really good. They've been rubbish. I think we should privatise it. Mm -hmm. uh, this same think tank mysteriously gave Matt Hancock £32,000 earlier this year. No idea why. Like, there's probably some explanation for it, but come on. So do you think there's two levels of this, then, or, or two different ways of looking at this with the NHS, coming to the NHS? Mm -hmm. Do you think they're, they're selling it, that it's overrun when it isn't, to say, OK, it can't cope, so we need to have something else? Or it is overrun, but they've taken a lot of staff out and they've furloughed them, so it is purposely overrun. And then they can sell it and say, we can't cope, we need to privatise it. Both of them would achieve the same outcome, privatisation. It's the second one, and and it's been being it's been happening for years. Like I've got friends that that, that work in the the industry and have been paramedics for years and stuff like that. My mum's next door neighbours, like an anesthesiologist, like and basically. Um, the, for example, the Nightingale Hospitals is a really good sort of example of how they've yeah. buggered the NHS, right? Okay, they took all that money, right? Okay, and they built a hospital. You know why there were no patients ever in the Nightingale Hospitals? Yeah. Well, because right? they could, they didn't have the staff to staff it. They didn't have any yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah. He's, he reminded me of that bit from Yes Minister. Oh, it's the best run hospital in the world because he's got no patients, <laughs> and it's like yeah. they also didn't have any staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a complete white elephant. But that's also this is a bit of a misnomer. Right. OK, there's, there's two points. It's not that the NHS hasn't got the money. It's the direction of that money and mm -hmm. where that money ends up. Right. OK. And it's not that the NHS doesn't have the physical beds. Right. The physical space. Um, it's that they don't have the staff to cover the, that physical space. Um, and then more and more of this is outsourced and less and less skilled. Um, and it's not a criticism of, of the staff, but for example, you know, um, you're getting people, you get like assistants and basically like um, people who aren't really nurses taking up the slack for nurses and stuff like that. And, and you know, again, outsourcing and, and, and it, it's very, very poor. So it's the second one, but it's been done 
over like it's like death by a thousand cuts it's been happening since 1982 um in 1982 this is not well known but it's true margaret thatcher proposed three times three times to her cabinet um that she should privatize the nhs and they were all in agreement but um they said that this would be political suicide because the nhs was you know it's a beloved service like uh, and so she didn't do it, but three times she pushed for it. And that was not her. It was at the behest of Ronald Reagan and the Adam Smith Institute, which is the English version of the Heritage Foundation. So th- this is not a new thing, this this concept of, of just complete corporate takeover. It's um, This is why there's such a demonization of the concept of socialism and the concept of, and tying anything that's, that's left of... Um, Goebbels as uh, encroaching communism, like, like suggesting things like free school, like dinners, is like, well, it's a thin end of the wedge. Before the end of the week, we'll have another holiday more. It's like, no, no, you won't. Okay, uh, and and it's, but it's again, it's that communism has basically has become fashionable again, like the McCarthyism, which is really really strange because the McCarthyism era, right, came, you know, labelling everybody a communist and like ruining actors' careers and stuff like that, um, came from Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn was Donald Trump's mentor. Um, The whole concept that basically this communist world takeover came from the John Birch Society in the book Non-Dare Call It It Conspiracy, right? Guess guess what think tank he was a member of? Heritage Foundation. And, and, um, you know, this is the point in the Council for National Policy. Fred Koch um, and uh, people like that, and uh, they started uh, the John Birch Society. And it's that. It's this that sort of, again, how did they do this, right, okay? They studied you, they looked at your data, they saw what would would appeal to you, and then they sent information to you in a way that would appeal to you and would resonate with you. And then they encouraged you to to push that out into the world and to to express that. And this is where you get, right, and then the the fourth stage of this, right, which will bring us onto sort of like Q, this like for and the capital storming right they as we said they encourage you to be your own avatar you're you're not you online you're the best you you're you're the you that 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 isn't scared by the realities you're the you that's going to bravely say the things that need to be said and you're the you that's going to get into those arguments on social media and this is encouraged by the mechanism the mechanism of social media whereby you've got an audience mm-hmm. and you can you've got a likes and dislikes and things that tell you whether you're doing right or wrong and not to forget that the fact that basically um these uh these things give you sort of a genuine like chemical response you get a dopamine reaction from being told that you're clever or being told that you're right or by feeling the adulation of having um uh, a crowd that, that, that like you and, and this is very very powerful and like some people could could potentially alter their output and alter the way that they present themselves online in order to get that acceptance from a wider group particularly if you get in this information fed to you so you're this avatar and 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 basically this can run the gamut from chappy on facebook to chappy on youtube or chappy with his own um uh, uh, website 
you're doing that thing you've, you've taken on that role okay you're an investigative journalist or whatever but you've now got an audience and so you need content mm-hmm. right and you need clicks and you need to stay relevant and you might even have a financial incentive because you might have quit your job and again it's not criticism but this might be the way that you earn your living and all of a sudden you you've you've slightly altered it to the point where you need to whack out the content and you're a business now okay Luckily, there's a group of people online who are going to provide you with content. And this is how Cambridge Analytica works as well. Because basically, you know how we're saying that they create this this echo chamber, but they've also got these media nodes like Breitbart, Milo Yiannopoulos, Steve Bannon, or like these are all financed by the Mercers or the or the Koch brothers. You've got Dave Rubin, and uh, he's financed by the Koch brothers. And you've got uh, Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh. They're financed by the Koch brothers. Infowars is financed by the Mercers. Um, ben Shapiro is financed by the Wilkes brothers. And these are all, again, connected to the Heritage Foundation. Um, Tucker Carlson, uh, Laura Ingraham, uh, all paid by the Koch brothers to push certain stories and uh, uh, and uh, and sell others. Tucker Carlson is going to be the next uh, benevolent billionaire. He's um, he's um, the heir to the Swanson Frozen Dinners dynasty. He was um, he was richer than we'll ever be before he was even born. So he's just, not. Just a, a quick stop there. So, what are those guys, the Mercers, the Infowars? What are they pushing? What is their narrative across the board? Obviously, it's different, slightly different, different people. But across the board, what is their narrative that they're supposed to be pushing? Well, it's this mimetic warfare, isn't it? It's this idea that basically Donald Trump is right, and that basically the the Christian right conservative is under attack by all these nodes of Marxism, uh, and that's that's essentially it. That basically your free speech is being curtailed. That you are a victim. That you are being victimised. That by uh, uh, and again, this is what is called. And again, this is an invention of, of of a chap called William Lind. It's called fourth generational warfare where basically you know how we said at the beginning that basically nobody thinks they're a bad guy because yep. the enemy's worse yep. that's the point of fourth generational warfare right okay is to make you feel paranoid and make you feel scared and make you feel that that everything's being taken away from you and they used to do that with muslims can you remember when sharia law and child marriages was all mm. the rage and that was the thing like apparently like like Sweden's gone from being a hotbed of Muslim rape to 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 the alt right's mecca, if you excuse the pun, because of its COVID response. Like both those things can't be true, uh, and in fact, if we actually look at it, neither of those things are actually true. But that's another story. But so, for example, with with uh, like this this fear of encroaching Islam, this this idea. Can you remember basically the 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 point that they're trying to get across is right-wing conservative corporate values that just so happen to benefit the one percent and the oil industry they are the right values and anything that goes against from that is a muslim communist lefty attack on the very core of your being and the very thing that it is that makes america and and the uk great and it's bullshit so and you've got ch- two there neil so you've got you left the woke it left if you want to call them that whatever you want to call them they're they're perpetually 
saying that they're they're victims of everything freedom like you know do you know what i mean this is what i'm trying to sort of get to i think without knowing what the words are they're the victims of one thing these are we're the victim if i'm on the right and i think my freedom of speech is going i'm the victim of this them taking this from me and down the middle there somewhere is a bunch of assholes at one percent who are just like going they're they're all fucking victims us anyway but they're fighting amongst each other so you're they're victims of us we're the victims of them let them clash it's just that isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this yeah. Is, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Okay, and, and the free speech thing is a good is a good example because this is where the sort of next step of the, the fourth generation of warfare comes into it. Once you've got people, why why do you want people to feel victimised, whether it's real or not? Two reasons, right? One, because it justifies your actions, right? Okay, you're not the bad guy. You're fighting against an oppressive tyranny. And two, because it's quite nice being the victim. That sounds stupid, right? It's nice being the victim. Why? It alleviates all responsibility. People are nice to you when they're the victim. Everybody's worked with that insufferable woman who's got every bloody illness under the sun. And every time something happens, she has a fainting fit. And it's like, Christ, this is pathetic. You're just doing it for attention. But it works. And it's easier. It's easier to get that, that, that quick easy thing than put effort into being a nice person for example that people like and this is the same mechanism that's being used so basically you 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 make out that everybody's a victim and then so for example like you get someone like free speech is a and you know me richard you know i'm not politically correct you know that i'm a complete advocate for free speech but how this is manipulated and used is that somebody will say something and go and say something purposely like so and so is an n-word if you believe in free speech, I can say that. The reason they've done that is because they want to get deplatformed. They want to be uh, taken off so that then okay. they can go, oh, look at you, look at you. And the point of that is not so that, is so that, for want of a better expression, normal people, people who were up until that point observing but not agreeing with the ideology, go, well, I don't necessarily agree with you using the N-word, but I don't agree with the way that Twitter has reacted or the government has reacted. And so the point of fourth generation warfare isn't to get people to change. It's to get people to hate the system. So if you can use free speech as a way to say some really shitty, horrible things and then complain that the reason that you're being banned censored or whatever is actually not because your take on this was crap not because what you said was wrong not because what you said was a childish um, uh, way to try and get some attention you pathetic nobody right it was actually because the state is tyrannical again and you're the victim the state is tyrannical yeah then basically you can coalesce people to go this is what we're going after right and that What's the ultimate expression of that? QAnon. And what did it end up with? It ended up with a load of foolish people, well-meaning, but foolish people, storming the Capitol building. Why did they film themselves? Because they wanted martyrs. Martyrdom. Because they're on the internet. Because yeah, yeah. They're, they're in there. This is where the internet and reality hit. And it's all good being your, your avatar, being that created, constructed person fed by Breitbart nonsense. But then reality hits, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we're storming the capital. It's a revolution. It's like, well, you've not thought this through. Have yeah, you? this got real very quick. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that. You, sorry, do you, do, you, do you think that. 
the um trump that was a, a goal of trump's he he, he yeah. do you think he kind of led them to the gates and went off you go i'm fucking off now that Absolutely. was kind of thing Rudy giuliani and these two moronic glass-eyed chinless sons did it and ted cruz did it and various other uh, senators did it and this and is from the other talking- side as well they were only not only sorry the the because i want to get your your terms on this and, and, and kind of because i know what the questions will be the other side is that not only were the trump supporters the QAnons, or the, just the trump supporters that weren't involved with the QAnon, and i do realize there is a difference they were pushed in by trump but also yeah. they were welcomed in by this other lefty side as well the doors were open they were kind of they were almost pincered in and dragged well, into this were, system because if you see that both sides don't really give a shit anyway yeah yeah they, so, they were allowed in and pushed in but they were well, used the do you know what i mean they were used they were useful I, I, I yes yes i oh they were totally used and that's why i have nothing but sympathy for these people like i they, don't get me wrong they were tricked and manipulated in a very sophisticated way. And then they were abandoned at the last minute. My take on this, again, it's, it's fourth generational warfare. Trump knew that basically his lawsuits are going nowhere. He's, 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 he's done. He's absolutely done. Right, OK. Oh, Alex Jones was also part of promoting that war, that capital thing. And Michael Flynn. And Michael Flynn obviously was, was on the board of Cambridge Analytica. Um, I, I, my take on this might be controversial. Trump wanted people dead. Trump wanted people shot dead. He wanted white, middle class, probably women, shot dead on the lawn of the White House en masse. Why? So that in the same way, people go, well, I don't agree with Donald Trump, but you can't argue that this is tyrannical. Perhaps we should listen to it. That's the point of fourth generational warfare, not to change the system, to get people to look at the system in a very different way and go, oh, my God, that's far too. That's that's that that's over the line. Change the system. It achieves the same thing. To your point. Yes, they were let in. But somebody, and this is where it needs looking at, somebody altered the security profile on the on the on the Capitol building at that time. Absolutely. I'm not surprised they let them in because basically there's there's two types of footage of, of the protesters with the police. There's the police letting them in, mm-hmm. and then there's the police getting their eyes gouged gouged out, fingers bitten off, murdered with being smashed in the head with a um, a, a fire exchange. And I, and fuck twelve. I'm not a fan of the police by any stretch of the imagination. Right? Okay, but. I think they were put in an impossible situation where the only alternatives were fight, shoot them, or um, let them in. Mm. Uh, and and I think it was designed that way. And I think there are questions as to how that those circumstances were, were able to come about. But but I do genuinely think that. And I, 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 I think that that was what, what Trump wanted. He wanted a load of people shot on the White House lawn. There was a definitely they were allowed and there was definitely a change in the protocols. I've I've heard this from numerous people that that there no, were no, there no, sheriffs no. trying to get more more um more police in there, more guards in there, and they weren't mm-hmm. the, the, the basically well, the information wasn't coming through. It was being blocked somewhere down the line, and who knows where that was and who that well, was the, and the what where that was coming ridiculous from. Ridiculous, because he basically said, "Well, we don't want to have a very sort of prominent." Um, sort of armed presence like we had with the Black Lives Matter marches and stuff like that because this will be antagonistic there's a degree of truth to that if you have police there I don't know whether you've ever been in like a football situation where basically you go past the police and all of a sudden it's it's a it's a focus for, for having a go at right mm-hmm. so there's a degree of truth to that but could you not have hidden them round the back well exactly there is some some videos of them 
a group a large group of them going away from the building and elsewhere yeah. so there was clearly narratives going on and and as you say and i think that's in everything that we do me and you these type of people that look at this degrees of truth are mm. just so all over the place and it, well, do you know this, what i mean and we're, we're trying to be put into trump bad biden good or yeah, man yeah, bad yeah. man good yeah. man good man bad some days i'm an arsehole and then later in the day i'm quite a nice person people were different do you know what i mean we're not it's this black and white thinking. People are multifaceted, but this is the point because this, this is this again. It ties in directly with what we've been talking about because this is the it's, it's mimetic warfare. This is the new mind control. It's control of the narrative. This goes back to one of the earliest things about mind control that I ever wrote or said. Okay, which is Walter Lippmann and the concept of painting pictures in people's heads. Mm-hmm. Right? It like most people don't don't see stuff you don't like you know if what he says is if if someone paints like you know the edge of the world on a map then someone will go looking for it if someone finds a lump of yellow metal until that someone informs them otherwise they'll assume that's gold and act like that and and the the gist of this is that basically we we get our knowledge and our sort of informed view of the world from what other people have said unless you've experienced it yourself right okay you get it off the television or you get it off the internet or you get it off your friends telling you or books pictures stuff like that but there's always a degree of interpretation for that and what Lippmann said was that a great mechanism of control is if you can paint those pictures before they even arrive in people's heads and again like not to, to, to have a go really at the Q guys but this idea that basically you're fighting against like blood drinking people that are hiding children under the White House you've painted that picture do you know what I mean you've yeah. already colored the narrative to the point where we can't have this conversation here about the merits of this particular political bill or whether Trump's right or wrong because we're we're so beyond that. We're in an intergalactic warfare against so-and-so or whatever and and maybe Trump's indiscretions don't matter so much. It's all right, we get he banged a porn star, we get he doesn't really live with his wife, we get all that, okay. Like we've heard the rumors about his drug use and his friends with paedophiles and his mafia ties and, and his incontinence through years of railings speed like we, we we know all about this but i don't think you understand neil he's fighting the deep state yeah and that is exactly the point it's this is the point it's 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 the phrase for it is mimetic warfare and it's it this this is the new mind control it's using the media that we've got this this new encroaching media i know that basically social media like some people are basically as, as long as they've been born the internet's been there right i when i went to uni it didn't exist or it existed in a very very primitive form that basically was absolutely of no use to anybody um it's new and people have kind of let their guard down people are very savvy about television and even film media and stuff like that and politicians politicians speeches and stuff like that where they can decode it and go oh he didn't actually say that did he never actually apologized oh this is propaganda oh this is clearly trying to sell a message and for some reason on the internet we've missed that yeah the, that filter's not i think there. it's neil because we're part of the loop when it comes to the internet we're part of the, the circuit yeah we've, we complete the circuit when it comes to the internet we're part of the information in information round and then also it, it changes us as the information changes and it, it mm. we're kind of like almost spiraling down this 
I think you've nailed tube. it. And I think, the, and I think the, the point is that basically if you consciously take a step, because it's so fast moving and because you do like, again, the audience principle and the dopamine response and stuff like that, you've got a very difficult decision there. Okay, what do I do? Do I take a step back, look at this, appraise it in a different way and miss that boat? not be involved and then when i come back to everybody and say guys i've had another look at this mm. and i don't think that this is quite right risk that wrath right because let's be honest the reason that most people are on social media is for a social life of some description not yeah. a criticism that, that that makes me sound like a bitch but what i mean is that basically the point is to interact with people in whatever manner that you choose if you put yourself in such a box where you don't agree with this group of friends that you've got to the point where they don't want to talk to you because every time you point out that they're saying something wrong uh i'd like some people are, are listening to this going it's a bit bloody rich of you saying this neil that, that that's why that's why I know because th this is this is this is what happens you risk that alienation um, and you risk that um, that that maneuvering away and it's so strange because basically we were in a position where basically like we've got more information than we could ever have ever in the past and we've got easy access to it and we've got platforms now whereby you can weigh up certain things and go okay i like this idea i like this i like punk rock but i also like reggae and i like hip-hop as well and, and and that's okay with 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 internet conversations and again this is to do with the mechanism and the fact that you're not speaking face to face and you've only got finite time and you've got to get something down quick before that person comes back with a funny response yeah. um you don't get that communication and so in, in a realm where really we should be like the fucking girl in a minority report with with everything we should be like deep thought like do you know what i mean we should have all this information it's scary and so we go we'll have this bit yeah. i'll have that bit i want mm. this bit and and i'll tell you for why as well right okay because it's comforting it's comforting to have a closed loop the, the, the is as you quite rightly said there is nothing worse than uncertainty and not knowing. Hmm. That's why we're in this, because we want to find the truth, right? Okay, we want to close those loops. We want to have a, an understanding of the world. And, and that's absolutely fine. But it can go to the point where basically if you're making this understanding of the world um, and you're sort of almost self-advertising, in the way that advertising and the courts basically present you with a picture of the world and tell you exactly where you can slot into it, if you've constructed that yourself through the information you choose yeah. to, to take in and, and, and move out and made that into a an identity, it's incredibly, incredibly difficult to move away from that. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's kind of like a drug addiction to the point where it's like, well, I know that ultimately this isn't doing me any good, but it makes me feel good. And furthermore, not having my drug for uh, the period that it takes for me to create a new uh, interest or identity, that's going to be too painful. Mm. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and so this is brought brings me to kind of the where where we are now with the Q lot, um, bless them. 
you see them doubling down, and I'm fascinated. I watch the, I watch their videos. Trust the you trust the plan? Well, it was a, wasn't something supposed to happen Sunday. It didn't happen. I can't remember, I don't know what it was, but, but Sunday, they missed so they missed another day. Every single day for the last four years. Yeah, it's like and an it's like a yeah, it's like an advent calendar. You open up all the doors, and someone's eating all the fucking chocolates. And you're like. <laughs> You bastards! Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it ridiculous. We'll get and they kept like that's what annoyed me about it. It's like when the Mueller probe didn't yield results. Like surely this is done now. When when like the, the narratives. <laughs> I won't name names because I don't want to be cruel. But basically, someone was saying, "Oh, the COVID deaths won't go anywhere above a uh, hundred thousand in America." And it's like, well, you got that one wrong. Mm. And and just you know, so and so will be arrested. The Queen is dead. Uh, all of this is crap. that one right okay and it's yeah. like you know like, not the Smiths album like they do like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they genuinely think that the, the Queen is dead and it, and I've seen some people again uh, I, I shan't name names because I like these people but they're struggling to come to terms with it Damn. right is and, and they're like I don't get it I don't understand why this hasn't come to fruition and this hasn't come to pass and it's like well, I'll tell you why, because all that stuff about Q being like a secret agent and all that stuff about him basically like, you know, the watermarks and all that stuff about um, uh, uh, Matt Hancock being arrested and all that stuff uh, about uh, the secret emails and all that stuff about the underground tunnels and stuff like that. It was bollocks. Mm. It was all lies and nonsense because people got into this LARP. And again, some people, well, I, I think that the Q was Steve Bannon. I don't think the Q was, I think that Steve Bannon and various people connected to Cambridge Analytica were involved with spreading the concept of Q. Because we've discussed this before, what did it do? It drew people to politics that had zero interest or understanding of politics. What Q I found was, fascinating about Neil was that they built a cult around someone who had almost hadn't, it's like the cult leader's gone, you can follow me if you like, but I'm really not bothered. And yeah. they built a cult around someone who hadn't really engaged in the cult Isn't properly. That Isn't so, that seductive, yeah, though? Yeah. Like yeah. the idea that basically, this guy doesn't even need our time. Yeah. He's so cool and confident. I'm going to hang around this guy. That's yeah. another technique. The, the aloofness. Like, uh, Charles Manson was not a court leader. Charles Manson was a pimp. But mm. how do you think he had, acting dead cool, acting like, I don't care. Like, and people are like, why doesn't he care? Why Why doesn't he care? What What is it about him? Why is he so like, you know, oh yeah, take this, take this. I have zero like, you know, interest. It's that mechanism, power. It's another way of intimating power. I don't need to be worried. If you like, you want to follow me, follow me, right? You don't want to like, you know, follow me and like get in on this greatness. You're lost, baby. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. It, and, and so, but again, this is the point. It's about projections of images. And again, the controlling of the narrative to, to create that, that thing. Trump is the most narcissistic person on the planet. Like, he's also probably got severe sort of like sociopathic problems and stuff like that. Like he, he's not a good person at all. But, he, but this was, the, again, the, the image that was, was created. He's also, he's not confident. Like, I know that sounds stupid, right? But there's a massive, massive insecurity in Trump. Absolutely. The, the, he's put his bloody name on the side of his buildings for crying out loud, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
he needs to have that projection and that that's the thing you know ghost writing his, his book and all of this well nonsense. it's constant validation isn't it then all of these cult leaders yeah. need constant validation so where do these where do these uh, q followers where do they go now when they've got no leader and where do they what was quite fascinating is that they've got no leader but they never had a leader anyway so what they've done now is they've created a fantasy on top of yeah. a fantasy that the leader's still there because he was never there really so what we can do is we can carry on that narrative in our own head because the character is always in our own head anyway so maybe yeah. he's still the president because they're they're going to try and indict him so maybe he's actually still so it's all created Within these pictures they're creating, and if they use that power for yeah. good, they'd make an incredible filmmakers. It's it's like they had a phantom cult leader. Mm-hmm. He disappeared, and they cra- carried on with the phantom cult leader, even though he's blatantly said, oh, I'm not here anymore, because it was yeah. always a, f- a figment of their imagination all along. So we've, exactly. entered, we've entered a stage where that's virtual reality to me. Everything well, exists in your head. Yeah, it always was, because that's the thing. Like, Q, it'll put something like, you know, oh, it, it's like fucking, it's like those uh, big blue boomerang, morang. And it's like, wow, I know that sounds like just some words, but do you ever see the Red Dwarf episode <clears throat> where they find the garbage pod? And um, R- uh, Rimmer thinks that it's an alien species called the Quagars. And so he starts basically trying to interpret the markings on the side of this garbage pod and figure out the uh, origins of this civilization. It's exactly the same thing. It's colouring the narrative. And that was the genius of Q, is that it's basically it's a build-your-own-adventure. But that's also the genius of this online avatar LARP. You want to do this, turn to page 87. You want to fight the dragon turn to page 54 and you can stop and start and recreate it and get new followers and, and pretend that didn't exist and so this is what they're going to do with 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 q either they're going to say well he's still president and when that becomes completely untenable they'll move to trump was trump was just one of q's warriors yeah. and the deep state won this time but we'll get him back we'll get him back like you know like and i say tucker carlson is being groomed to be um, right. one of the next sort of um, celebrity politicians, I think. Uh, and so, yeah, keep an eye on him, basically. It's incredible just to watch what's gone on. He he, he was put in by social media. He's he's been put out by social media, although I think there's so many more elements of it. But the real fascination for me is this cult of everything. There's this cult yeah. everywhere. Everywhere seems to be which cult do you want to choose? Which one do you want to be in? And I think that includes people like, and I said this when we spoke on the phone yesterday, um, mm-hmm. that we, as people who look into this research, need to be very, very wary that we're susceptible to falling into this cult of truth movement. And I, do you oh, think so- that this truth movement, whatever you want to call it, because I never entered this, I started interviewing people like yourself because your books fascinated me. I never got, I never knew there was a movement under, I just started doing this. But I realise I'm in that thing now. Do you think that was started as a sort of psyop, if that's the right word? Was it always, or was it co-opted, or there's blatantly a lot of grifters in doing this sort of thing? There's a huge amount of grifters, and there's a huge amount of basically, um, again, you know when people start in the alternative media started lamenting talk radio, like, oh, they've, they've taken talk radio off YouTube. Good 
fuck talk radio talk radio is murdoch owned it's essentially the sun on radio like when people have been tricked into going for like supporting murdoch like that yes of course there's an influence i am strongly of the opinion that basically right-wing think tanks like the heritage foundation basically have been seeding information because they studied gamergate they studied the way that the alternative media works that what you can say to make them happy make them angry challenge their beliefs you, you need to know exactly what they when you've got people like turning point uk the church of scientology are putting on um talks in trafalgar square and stuff like that it's being co-opted not now here's the thing right okay it's this it's a like a sort of j trick thing there's a seeding there's a seeding of of particular stories of a particular ideology into the alternative media because basically they they play to the advantage ironically of the one percent sometimes um uh, but also uh the there's there's just a there's just a lot of manipulation of of those those stories from lots of different angles. It's like it's not it's not just from one side. It's just that basically that's been very um, prominent and successful recently. Uh, and they did it in the same like again, they did it with gamers and they did it with people on Reddit and they did it with LARPers and stuff like that. And it's just it, it's it's. They're, they're implanting red herrings uh, and to take people away from, from the stories, the, the real stories. And they're also subtly trying to put in political ideas so that certain ideas that just so happen to benefit the mega wealthy happen to, to sort of, you know, come to the forefront. So, yeah, people need to be incredibly um, aware of that. And the reason for that, again, it's not people's fault. It's that social media need for clicks need for content need for um something to put out in front of your audience um and, and yeah it, it, it's it's absolute absolute nonsense a lot of it uh, but yeah was it seeded right from the beginning it's a tricky one me and john brisson have been chatting about this because basically again a lot of it tends to come from places like the john birch society but to my mind, and you could look at, say, MUFON and the, the sort of, uh, you know, the, the way they sort of uh, yep. supposedly um, co-opted the, the UFO groups. To my mind, John Birch Society and MUFON would not be co-opting these groups unless there was something to hide. Hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So with, with all of these things, like, there's always going to be... Uh, the problem again is, is, is through different lenses as well, because some people look at this from a Christian perspective, some people look at it from a sort of corporate perspective or whatever. But with all poison, there's got to be an element of truth into it. So even with the um, the stuff that's blatantly sort of actually sort of serving corporate interests, there's a layer within that that basically the point of it is a there'll be a tiny smidgen of truth in it. But it's skewed. It's skewed in such a way that it's directing you just slightly away from 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 the from from the expected results, so to speak. So kind of dial it down a few. When you read them, dial it down, dial it back a few, and it might get somewhere nearer I, 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 to I, I, the a truth. Well, well, I'll tell you the thing. And again, I'm not infallible. Again, I, I appreciate this makes me sound like a like a prat, right? Um, but um, it's all right to be wrong, and you don't need to come up with an answer straight away. Yeah, right. We said about this. Look, we said that you used to write books over years. Now you've yeah. got to post that. You don't do any research anymore. You just react yeah. and relay. Yeah. 
pre precisely you're you're a media node you're not a researcher anymore and and it's and it's and it's it's cruel because again that's the mechanism it's not it's it's not going for the point isn't to, to go for horrible people and convince them of this, say, like oversimplification. It's, it's to go for people who've got genuinely good intentions, really nice people, people that have got a concern about the elites or whatever, and, you know, and, and, a, and a good concern. But again, whilst, you, whilst you're looking at, I don't know, like the UN or stuff like that, you've not noticed that coke industries over the fast the last four years have systematically, systematically just stripped away workers' rights and LGBT rights and environmental protections and, and oversight of corporations and made America far more dystopic in ways that people don't understand, right, or, or perhaps aren't, aren't fully aware of. Because you're looking at this protocol put out by this person, and and that's that's that is the danger is is that basically people need to look at sources and and think about like if this person's coke industries. I know I half gone about coke industries, but like if coke industries is behind something like Turning Point, right? Okay, when was the last time coke industries did anything that was for the benefit of the nor of the of the, the normal real person? Yeah. Never, ever, ever, right? Why do you think their propaganda arm would be to do anything other than to serve them? They've not suddenly grown a conscience. Same thing with Bill Gates. Bill Gates hasn't suddenly grown a conscience. Bill Gates is trying to establish his legacy as a benevolent man. Hmm. Not in going well. <laughs> no, it's not going well, is it? But, but you know, in the eyes of the mainstream, that's what he's trying to do. It's the same thing. It's yeah, the it's, same. The sa it's the same thing one of the uh, Rothschilds did. They used to hand out... Cold, gold silver. coins silver gold yeah, coins yeah. Like, yeah, totally. right. yeah well thank you for your time Neil I appreciate it we've run a little bit over I do appreciate your time where, what are you working on now and where can people find your work um, your two books obviously um, your thoughts are not your own volume one and volume two guys if you want to know about how you're being manipulated and how the media especially works to manipulate you them two books are are um, essential they really are oh thank you very much um, well at the minute we're looking at um Hopefully, doing a bit of a documentary about sort of this whole mechanism about fourth generation welfare, and that's going to be um, uh, hopefully me and Billy Ray Valentine and uh, Chuck called Recluse, who's excellent, and uh, John Brisson of We Read the Documents, who's also excellent. In fact, all of those guys are excellent. Uh, so hopefully, um, I'll be doing something uh, about that um, uh, quite soon. Um, other than that, I'm just basically sort of ticking along and just trying to sort of like get to grips with the world at the minute because it's not a normal place that we're in at the minute is it and uh, again the information war is strong and varied and you know to, to sort of dig through to find out what's actually happening is very very tricky indeed um, so yeah that that's really what I've been uh, I've been doing and uh, you know people can relax as well now because I basically everyone's been saying oh, I'm slightly concerned that Neil's a bit of a lefty communist and stuff like that it's not of which is true right but <laughs> Now there's a, now that now we've got a leftist in in government, I'll go back to slagging off the left wing. Again, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah it, was no. purely, it was purely circumstantial. Yeah, I've told you. If you'd have voted Corbyn in, I'd be slagging him off right now. But you didn't. You voted Boris Johnson in, so I have no alternative but to criticise him. Absolutely, and Neil, your work is fantastic. I'm not just saying that. And um, I, I realise you have been quieter lately because you've been doing your research and you send me stuff, and it makes. And I am one person I will have a look. 
look good. It takes me a little bit longer, I think, to get my head around things than than, than some than people like yourself. But when I do look at things and I, I do come back to you and say, actually, looks looks like you're right about this person, and that person, and um, it, we need people like like yourself taking the time to look at these things and putting out books once in a while and putting out content when when you need to put out content, not just for the sake of it. So, guys, go over to Neil's website. I'll put the links down below, but. I'll give you the don't last you know, word. I don't wish to criticise people that, that do put out regular content and stuff like that. that. That's not my intention at all. Like, more power to you. And I think that particularly, you know, we need people to be examining stuff. But what is vital is if you decide on something this time last year and you've got new information that contradicts what you previously said, be brave enough and, and, and be honourable enough to say, I was wrong. I was wrong, this is right, because otherwise, what is the point? What is the point, right, okay? We're, we're trying to get to the bottom of, of, of stuff. We're trying to find out the truth, right, okay? It's not a competition, right? It's not, like, we're not on different sides. We're all on the same side. And, and again, that's another thing that basically, like, as, as you, you spoke about earlier, like, it's been reduced to the point where basically an opinion is now um, a flag of your team. And yeah. it's not. It's an opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's your flag on the ship to say this is where I stand. But as you say, you get things wrong, you change your mind. You might write a book and 10 years later you think, well, that was, that didn't, none of that is true. But you, at the time you believed that and that's that's part of the process. We're supposed to be growing and getting older and processing through life and changing. And, and that's I used to think, it's great. I used to think Charles Manson was a mind-control victim, an MKUltra mind-control victim, because there's plenty of circumstantial evidence that, that would suggest, and if you know about mind-control, that basically, yes, that's a plausible theory. It wasn't until I was halfway through writing my book on Charles Manson that I realised, oh, Christ, he can't be because of X, Y, and Z. Like, there's no physical way that anybody could have got to him where he was and done any experiments on him. And furthermore, basically, the only places where he was, where those type of experiments did, were after the murders. And so you have to... And then I got new information about where that... that Came. I tell you what, right? This is this is really good. Uh, sorry, I know I'm, I'm taking your time. No, 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 no. I'm all right. I'm all worried about you. I'm fine. You know, if you want to find out if something's true, before you even look at the information, look where it's come from. Yeah. Look where it's come from, and look who who has put it out and why. Right? And ha that that doesn't mean ignore the information. That means have that in your in your head. Because, for example, if somebody who's notoriously anti uh, right wing says something that is no source, no education, and they just happen to be basically uh, promoting their own political party or something like that, anything like that, okay, it colours the, the information. Mm. And, and I found that to be quite a good way of discerning whether something is real or not. Rather than arguing on the merits of, of the actual evidence, which also you do do, of course, but before you e you've even done that, look at the validity of that information. Who said this? Why did they say this? Where did they say this? What might they gain from this? And nine times out of ten, once you say, oh, I've heard this rumour. Where's that from? It came from this person. Have they got anything to back it up? No. Let's look who this person is. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And I would say the same goes into funding and guys, to end it, Wilbur, yes. Ross, Wilbur Ross bailed out of the Rothschild Bank. He's the bankruptcy arm of the Rothschilds bailed out trump in the early 90s so all you need to really look at is if he's against the deep state but funded by the deep state if you so want to call him the state 
Yeah, yeah, I would say Soros as well. Soros, Soros gave him a loan of many millions. I forget exactly how much. Yeah. So you can't look at these things and just ignore them. You have to look at who's funding them and where the information's coming from. And that might take you a long time. So, guys, thank you for your time. And go over to glitchinthecode.co.uk and you'll be listening to this on iconic.com. Neil, what's your website? It's Neil Sanders Mind Control. Neil Sanders Mind Control.com. Yeah. And I'll put all the links below. But, Neil, thank you for your time. And it's lovely to reconnect with you as well. So, I know um, it was a pleasure. And I will speak to you guys soon. Please leave comments below and um, we'll speak in a bit. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code.